0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Bonsoir means good evening in French. French have many flaws, thick accent, but we have things that I brought with me in my suitcase to America. La joie de vivre, love life. And what it means is that we are not very hard working, that's true, but we're really hard working at finding joie de vivre, little nuggets of joy of life, of pleasure. Like in the morning, when I cook sometimes a Belgian waffle or a pancake with a little bit of maple syrup. Oh, that's a nugget of joie de vivre. Um, in the afternoon, I take a walk. I live in the country in the Midwest, and I look at the birds, if there is any red cardinal, stuff like that, or even snow or deers, joie de vivre, uh, a little dark chocolate joie de vivre, stuff like that. So I'm asking you this question. Do you find every day a nugget of joie de vivre in your own life? i put it on my social media, at Money Radio, and you'll call the next. Any questions about your relationship, dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ali.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on tonight?
2: Yes, yeah, so my boyfriend uh, of a year who I am in love with, he, he wants me to move in with him, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just such a lateral move. I feel like we should wait till we're married before living together, and he thinks I'm being uptight or old fashioned, and I don't think so. I just feel like it's ho hum to move in together too soon.
1: I see. So this is very old school and, and respectable. But is that from your parents? Where is that coming from?
2: Um, yeah, I guess it's just uh, a feeling of like, what are we doing? Like, are we getting married or not? I I need to feel like there's a change with marriage, you know.
1: I hear you. You guys are exclusive. Yes. Okay. Uh, how much do you love him?
2: Oh, we're we're soulmates, like. That he's my person. We've already we talk about getting married all the time, but I just need him to like, you know, step up, pop the question. I don't, I don't want to just live with him for another year or two before he does that. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Here's the best solution. I think is no unspoken. You just say you be say. Listen, this is what I would like to do. Um, I don't feel, you know, this is the right thing to do to move in until we're married or at least engaged. you would be okay if you got engaged to move in or you have to get married first?
2: Um, Married. I, I, like, I want to wait till, well, I guess engaged is fine, like, yeah.
1: Now, I'm going to give you a tip. Okay. It would be wise once you engage to live with him one year because, God forbid, he's the biggest pain in the butt once you live together. (laughs) You will thank me for getting out of this before you're married. And so I think it's a it's a practical thing I've learned from my parents, I've been married 57 years, that once you engage, if you can spend at least a whole year together and then pick up the date to get married, then you're in a strong pace. Because there's some people that are so crazy or so paranoiac or so obsessional, but you don't know that until you're with them every day. I'm, you know, I hope to be wrong, but what if that's the case, Ali? You you don't want to take the risk, so the compromise should be: a he pops the question, you have the ring, you move in together for a year, you check that he's not out of his mind, and then it's all good.
2: I could live with that, definitely.
1: All right. Well, that that's, that's the compromise, and I don't see him saying no to that. If he says no to that, call me back because Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Okay. All right, Ali. Good luck to you. Thank you for calling and have a good night.
2: Thank you so much for the advice.
1: Talking about moving together, what do you think? When should you, once you meet somebody and date somebody you like and things are going well, when should you move in together? Let's talk about that next. So, question for you. You know when you start dating somebody and things are going really well? The talk, the respect for each other, the uh, friends you get to know them. The ooh is wonderful. The communication, you feel heard and seen. You, feel, you know, everything is going on. Uh, you actually met you know, each other's parents and all that, or oh, friends, brothers and sisters, get my point. When should you move in together, right? Is it six months? Is it a year? Should you get engaged? Or like my last caller, Ali, wanted to first get married. What's your take on this? What do you think? When is it the right time to move in together? I would say, what would you say to your own kids? if they were in the age to do so, what would be your advice? I'm going to put that question actually on social media and I'm going to answer that very question coming up next. So don't go anywhere. So I just asked you the question, when do you think you should move in together when you are in a relationship, right? And here's my advice on this. It comes from my parents. That A, obviously you got to be exclusive. B, you're both going to want to do it. Three. You have to be proud of it, right? You can't be hiding from your parents or, you know, like either like go big or go home. And I mean by that, by either you're proud, you're looking forward and you take a new place, try to not move into each other's place, but try to rent a new place uh, and do it before you get married. That's my advice. I know this is, you know, maybe modernist and I respect 100% every religion. So if that's your thing, that's your thing. I just would like you to try to live with somebody for a year before you say, yes, we're going to get married for sure. Because like I said, there's a lot of crazy people out there, and if they're not crazy dangerous, they could be crazy annoying. So you'd rather know that before you go into I do and hopefully stay together forever, okay? We'll see what you think. I'll put it on social media. You call the next. Bonjour, Dana.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Dana. So what's going on? How can I help you tonight?
0: Well, I heard you were talking about moving in and uh-huh. I have a question about moving in with my boyfriend. Go ahead. Okay, so this past Christmas was the first time I had met my boyfriend's family and mm-hmm. they are all very different politically from me. Uh, like completely, and it was it was sort of terrible. Like I really I didn't I tried to hold my tongue as much as I could, but like I don't know now if I want to take this relationship any further. If, like, his whole family is, like, do I have to deal with them for the rest of my life? That would be terrible. So, I, I mean, I really love my boyfriend. We've been together a year, and it's been great. And we're sort of living together anyway now. But, like, do I want to take this to officially the next level if I know, like, uh-oh, what's down the road? You know what I mean? I don't know what to do.
1: Good question. So, um, how does that make you feel when you're on the opposite side politically of uh, his parents and his family? Tell me how you feel when that happens.
0: Oh, I just feel awful. Like, my stomach was in knots the whole time. I was, I, like, actually got, like, sick because I couldn't take it. Like, they just, it's just too much. And I, okay. I don't know if it's a product of the time or what, but, like, it's it's a big deal. Like, I don't, I would, I would never want to go to any holiday or any gathering with them ever.
1: I see. Now, is your boyfriend on the same side than you politically?
0: He kind of doesn't care. I mean, yeah. We just never talk about that stuff. Like, it just never comes up. And he kind of just rolls his eyes and was like, oh, that's just my family. But I was really
3: bothered.
1: I I understand. Uh, I think before to decide what to do, you got to know how he feels politically. Because he's there and unspoken, and he's not saying what he thinks because he knows it's going to upset you. But deep down, that's going to come back later, so you have to take that in consideration. So the family, I'm not too worried because, listen, my mom always said... Listen, in-laws, leave them where they belong, in their own house. So that was my mom's perspective on this. She didn't get along with <laughs> my, my dad's parents. And they're still together, my parents, for 56 years. So I'm not worried about in-laws. What I'm worried about is the fact that your boyfriend might be hiding how he really feels politically. That's going to come out more and more later. It always does as we get older. And then that's a source of major conflict. So why don't you have a great talk with him about what's going on with his parents, him, and now ask him direct questions about everything that you care for, the values that are yours, Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and see if you're on the same page than him or not, and you can go from there.
0: Okay. Okay, will do. Thank you.
1: You're most welcome, Dana. Good luck and have a good night.
0: You too, Simon.
1: So coming up, talking about families and drama, uh, I got an email from Rick, uh, who has a major problem. So let's just get to it. Rick's email is next. So I got an email from Rick at TheRendezVousShow.com saying, Bonjour Simon, I have a big problem. I met my girlfriend's mom for the first time on Christmas, and she hit on me hard. She caught on me in the bathroom and tried to kiss me. I escaped and brushed it off, but I haven't told my girlfriend yet. Should I tell my girlfriend yes or no? I'm going to answer that question next. So we have a dilemma here from Rick. Um, basically, he has a great girlfriend, but her mom at Christmas cornered him cornered him in the bathroom, tried to kiss him, he escaped, brushed it off, and doesn't know if he should tell his girlfriend now or not. Uh, my advice is at this stage, no. But next time you're alone with the mother, say, listen, and listen well. I have respect for you, but if you ever try to get close to me or kiss me again, I will make a scandal out of it right there. So don't disrespect me or your daughter or our relationship, please. This is a warning. Like that. We'll see what happens. That should be enough, hopefully. Otherwise, if there is a next time, you do tell your girlfriend. And that's that. You call the next. Any questions for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kelly.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Kelly. What's up?
4: Um, I live in a in a house with several other women, and one of my housemates is always bringing her boyfriend over and having a loud ooh-la-la all the time, and her room is right above mine, so I mm. hear that. And I have a boyfriend, and I, so because I hear it, my housemate all the time, I'm hyper-conscious of not wanting to do the same thing she does, you know, like... I don't want to make all that noise.
1: <laughs> so, um, practical question. I mean, uh, your boyfriend doesn't have a place of his own, like you could go there and have ooh-la-la there? He,
4: uh, yeah, we do. We do, but he doesn't live that close by, so sometimes I need to be here.
1: Okay, and then another option is play loud music while you ooh-la-la, right? Because loud music covers the noise, run a shower. So, I, I, I remember when you were, I don't know if you remember that, but I was 17, 18, 19 in Paris, and I had my first girlfriend, and we were doing ooh-la-la, La, and to escape my parents' ears, I would play repeatedly. At the time, it was like some U2 or, some, or something like that, very loud, and so that would cover the noises. I don't know if you did that when you were younger, but so, you know, can, do you think you can use music and cover the noises?
4: I mean, that is one option, although the, then the music would be... Disturbing everybody, like we we're very res- normally we're very respectful here, you know, of of being too loud or.
1: But know. the point of the ulala is to be wild and savage. The point of ulala is not to restrain. So,
4: yeah.
1: and it's important to have ulala. So I suggest either you go to your uh, boyfriend's house, either you take your car and you go somewhere in the wood, a hey, hop, ulala, and the animals <laughs> won't care. You know, you got to you got to be creative like we did when we were younger. I mean, I remember escaping my parents. I had no lack of imagination. That's so,
4: true. That's, that's a good idea. I never thought about like going out into the woods somewhere. That would be interesting.
1: Nothing like it. <laughs> oh, you've it's, done it? Oh my god. Listen. But of course, who does who who hasn't been in his life in the woods, the forest, the mountains or like where there's nobody but animals passing by, if that even and you feel like an animal too. It's like you're part of the jungle.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be that'll be the next thing we try then.
1: Listen, you're gonna have the time of your life. Just make sure nobody watches you, and then once you deep in there in the forest. I mean, I I love the nature, so you know it's natural to make love in the forest.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Very good point, Simon. Very good, Simon. I don't
1: know, <laughs> but I do what I can. Kitty, thank you so much. Enjoy the woods, all right?
4: Thank you so much, Simon.
1: Talking about ooh lying in the woods or the forest, where was the most exotic place when you reminisce about your ooh la life? I have a story for you next. So where is the most exotic place you've ever had ooh with someone? I have a story from way back when. I'm talking about more than 25 years ago, something like that. But I took a date to a wedding in France. It was in a big castle in the summer, and uh, it was uh, the date, I didn't know her well, that well. We had uh, two dinners with other friends, and then uh, I invited her to go to the wedding just as my date, as a friend. I didn't think of anything else. We get to the beautiful castle, and I had my blue suit on, and she was so elegant and chic, very well dressed, so beautiful, really. But I didn't know her that well, so then we say hello to the guest, we walk outside to take a glass of champagne, and then I'll tell you the rest next. So think about it. I'm outside of a castle, sitting, all dressed up in my blue suit, white shirt, blue tie. She looks very beautiful, my date. And some younger girls, I don't know, you know, 16, I don't know how they were, but... They said, are you guys together? So I said, no, we're just French. She said, can you show us how to French kiss? I said, I, this is not my... I said. And then they insisted, and then the girl who was with my dad said, come on, we can show them, it would be fun. So I thought she was just like in a movie kiss. So I, I put my lips on her upper lips, and then she grabbed with her hand my neck, and from then on, a real French kiss. And then I, I was like, oh, I have a ticket. And what the most crazy thing is, she said, let's take a walk. We go down... This little lake, and there's a pond and a bridge. And on the bridge, we start making out and kissing. We went behind some bushes, and then he was the best Ulala of my life by the castle. Nobody ever knew. Oh, best memory of my life for that part. Anyway, back to reality and new calls, 855-905-8255. If you feel like sharing a romantic story with me, now is the time. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nora.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Nora. So you have a romantic story you want to share. I'm all ears.
3: I do. So my boyfriend knows how much I love food. We like go out to eat all the time together. And mm-hmm. so for Valentine's Day last year, he uh, surprised me with A night in at the house so I came home and he had ordered food from all of my favorite restaurants like every single one Indian food Chinese food a little bit of barbecue all over the place in my entire house like our kitchen table was covered with all of my favorite foods it was the best Valentine's Day ever we didn't have to decide where to go eat he picked all of my favorites it was awesome
1: how did that make you feel
3: well, I mean, one, great because I love food, but two, it was like, I thought it was so thoughtful that he knew, you know, all my favorites and knew that I wouldn't want to have to make a decision about where to go eat. It was just, I thought, the most romantic thing ever.
1: Definitely. It's a pretty cool story. Thank you so much for sharing, Noah. This is a keeper. This guy is a keeper.
3: <laughs> Merci, Simon.
1: Merci beaucoup. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. So I keep the. Key question for the end of the show. Can a relationship be healthy without any ooh-la-la? You know what I mean. Can a relationship be healthy without any ooh-la-la? We'll talk about it next. So, do you think a relationship can be healthy without any ooh-la-la? By the way, the French don't say ooh-la-la. They say ooh-la-la, la la <laughs> it's late tonight, right? So I can say that. Anyway, I posted that on my social media at Moribu Radio and 68% of you voted no, it can't be healthy without any ooh la 32% of you said yes, it can. Unbelievable. How can a relationship, this in my book, can be healthy without any ooh la at all? It's just roommates, guys. Anyway, thanks for voting. Anyway, I appreciate it. Thank you for staying with me late tonight. Et bonsoir.
3: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.